SubliminalSF.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen
kitchen might live in a dome Might own guns You might even own things You might be somebody's landlord Or you might own a bank But you got to serve somebody Labor and Love Show. This is the B, the BB, Labor and Love B. This is the show where we remind you how it is, and you gotta serve somebody. Might be the devil, might be the Lord, might be capital, might be labor. But every day in every way, you gotta serve somebody. All right. This is the B. As I told you, this is the show Labor and Love coming at you from Mutiny Radio here at 2781 21st Street. We remind you how it is. Of course, you gotta serve somebody. Your actions are not neutral. Everything you do is a statement. And you're either supporting capital or you're supporting labor. You're supporting the 1% or the 99%. 
about T-Bone Walker? He'll tell you how it is. This is the working men's They call it Stormy Monday But Tuesday's just as bad They call it Stormy Monday But Tuesday's just as bad Wednesday's worse And Thursday's also sad Yes, the eagle flies on Friday And Saturday I go out to play Friday and Saturday I go out to play Sunday I go to church then I kneel down and pray T-Bone Walker with his version of the working person's blues, working the work week, Monday through Friday. If work is soulless, it can destroy you. The Hopi vase cries out for water to hold and the person for work that is meaningful. Arch Percy. This is the B. If one person got a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is, where you work, you're probably on the menu. 
and never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor and when I say labor I mean you good morning everybody it's a beautiful day here in the mission little chilly Upbeat. Artie Shaw, a little wake-up song on a beautiful day here in the Mission. Sun's out, people are out. There's a little chill in the air, but uh, kind of goes with the season, huh? 
This is the B, a.k.a. Bill Morgan, and the show is Labor and Love. And we bring it to you every week with labor, opinion, news, history, commentary, regular features like labor school, women you wouldn't want to mess with, and this day in labor history. So, we're going to concentrate today on uh, a couple of holidays. May 1st, International Workers' Day. And May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. We also have some shameful, a shameful anniversary to remember. On May 3rd, 1942, all people of Japanese ancestry were directed to report to internment camps. So we'll talk about that a little. We've got Labor Radio and Radio Labor. And we're going to talk, we're going to search out the origins of the International Workers' Song, Internacional. Play a few versions of it. Um, We're going to have all our regular features, as well as music of social significance. And let's start now with uh, one version of the Internacional. This one is by Annie DeFranco in Utah Phillips.
Let's hear another version of the International, and we'll talk about a little about where it comes from. This one is from Anfina. Arise, ye prisoners of starvation, arise, ye wretched of the earth, for just as thunders condemnation, Slaves, no more in throng. The earth shall rise on new foundations. We have been thought, we shall be called. Tis the final conflict that he stands in place. The international working class shall free the human. judgment hall. We workers ask not for their favors, let us consult for all. To make the thief disorders booty, to free the spirit from itself. We must ourselves decide our duty, we must decide and do it well.
Arise, establish from your slumbers, arise, you criminals of want. For reason and revolt thou thunders, and at last send ye job can't. Now away with all your superstitions, several masses arise, arise. We'll change forth with the old conditions and spun the dust to win the prize. Then comrades, come rally and the last fight let us face. The internationally unites the human race. Then comrades, come rally. In Prince of Peer, our own bright and the chain must shiver, chains of hatred, of greed and fear. Ere the peace will discord the booty and to all give a happy lot. Each at his force must do his duty, strike the iron when it's hot. Then And in dollars enrolled among the sons of toil. Let's claim the earth and for brothers, drive the indolent from the soil. On the flesh, long as fed the raven, we've too long been the vultures prey. But now, farewell, the spirit craven. The dawn brings in the brighter day. Then comrades, come round and the last fight let us face. The internationally unites the human race. Then And that was Arthur Johnstone, British, uh, known as a British folk singer, with uh, 
our third version of the Internacional. Of course, every week, as our farewell song, as our going home song, we play Kerry Miraji, Japanese folk guitarist, and her version of the Internacional, her instrumental version. The Internacional, a an inspiring song expressing the hopes and the inspiration, as I said, for a better world, a world where we can all join together instead of all compete against one another. The Internacional. Background music today is uh, Miles Davis, provided by Arlene. Let's get into some uh, contemporary labor news today. We have Radio Labor, our World Labor Report, reminding you that all over the world, people are struggling against job injustice and injustice of Every kind. Here's radio labor. Give us a second here. We'll get radio labor on World Report, recorded on Friday, May 12, 2017. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, international labor supports Palestinian prisoners on hunger strike. Another trade agreement which ignores workers' rights. U.S. labor fights a right-wing attack on the country's health care support system. And the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. 1,600 Palestinians imprisoned in Israeli jails are headed into the sixth week of their hunger strike and are winning wider international support for their struggles. The International Trade Union Confederation has declared its support for the prisoners, saying it backs their efforts to win freedom and dignity. The ITC is the world body which represents national union centers such as the AFL-CIO in the United States and the Palestine General Federation of Trade unions. The prisoners are on an indefinite hunger strike to protest against poor medical services, strict limits on family visits, and administrative detention where people are imprisoned without trial or any time limit. Kodura Faras is the head of a prisoner's advocacy group in Palestine. Uh, the situation is a catastrophic situation, but the prisoners have enough experience to deal with this complicated situation. I think that within the coming time, the Israelis will understand that no any other way except to sit together as a human, to hear each other, to discuss the, the, the demands of the prisoners and to find a way how to accept. 
The ITUC has released a statement calling for easing access to educational materials and food for the prisoners, as well as the installation of telephones so they can communicate with their families. The Confederation also pointed out that under international humanitarian law, detainees from occupied territories must be detained in the occupied territory, not in the territory of the occupying power. The ITUC, which represents 181 million workers in 163 countries, has been very clear about its position on Palestine. It has denounced the occupation of Palestine by Israel, called for an end to the construction of illegal Israeli settlements, plus the removal of illegal settlements, and the dismantling of the separation wall. The Confederation has said it wants a peaceful solution with... Israel's withdrawal from all Palestinian lands in line with the June 4, 1967 borders. The international labor movement is warning workers about yet another so-called free trade deal. Radio Labor's senior correspondent Seymour Ainsborough reports. The Trade in Services Agreement, TISA, is an arrangement which has been negotiated in secret by the European Union and 22 other countries, including the United States. TISA covers about 70% of the world's services, it is aimed particularly at privatizing worldwide trade sectors such as banking, healthcare, and transport. The agreement would allow multinational corporations to take over services in a country, even if that country objects because it wants to focus on its own local provision of services. One of the labor organizations fighting the trade and services agreement is the International Transport Workers Federation, the ITF. It has started a global campaign to highlight TISA's threat to jobs and workers' rights, especially in the transport sector. ITF General Secretary Steve Cotton warns that TISA directly threatens the jobs of transport workers. He told the media that the ITF is starting a hard-hitting informational campaign to help challenge what he calls an unrepresentative and undemocratic deal. This is Seamary Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. In the United States, labor unions are fighting back against an attempt by right-wing forces to destroy the country's health care support system. The existing Affordable Health Care Act, sometimes referred to as Obamacare, was put into law despite opposition from the right-wing Republican Party. Now the Republicans, who control the federal legislature after the Trump election, are trying to do away with Obamacare. They have clutched together a plan which many say will remove health care benefits from 24 million people. Helping to lead the fight against the new Republican health care plan is the AFL-CIO, the largest union federation in the United States. Richard Trumka is the president of the AFL-CIO. He calls the Republican bill to replace Obamacare the health take-away care bill. He spoke at a rally opposing the Republican bill. Health take-away care bill. It's bad for workers. It's bad for unions, and it's bad for America. It doubles down on taxing our health plans. It threatens Medicare and Medicaid, and it tilts further our economy towards the wealthiest few. In fact, this isn't a health care plan at all. It's a massive transfer of wealth from workers to Wall Street. People simply will not tolerate. Working people simply will not tolerate this kind of betrayal. 
Now, the labor movement's been fighting for health care for over a century. This is our fight. We want health care for all. Not the few, not the wealthy, not the privileged, but we want health care for every last American. Every single major country guarantees health care as a right. Yet America, the richest country in the world, at our most rich point in time, is having a debate about what to cut. Well, here's what we say. No more cuts in health care. No more gifts to the rich. No more cuts to workers. We demand better. We will fight for better. We will march for better. We will vote for better. And we will win for better. Unions are all in. We're going to defeat this Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the 300 news stories added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to news about the efforts being made to have an Algerian union leader released from jail, the Canadian government's decision to ratify ILO Convention 98, and the Indonesian union campaign to force Coca-Cola to recognize basic labor rights in that country. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Greek ferry workers tied up their ships for 48 hours to protest yet another round of cuts to that country's social security system. Beer delivery workers in the USA continued their wage dispute. Government engineers in the Canadian province of Quebec were out in a wage dispute. Kenyan doctors took up picket signs to demand five months of wages owed to them on the same day that Nigerian teachers walked out of school to demand nine months of back salaries owed. Construction workers held a flash strike over their treatment by Chinese managers at a worksite in Pakistan and British atomic weapons workers walked for 24 hours to help press their pension demands. Our top working women's stories included coverage of the campaign run by a South Korean presidential candidate and former union leader, the gender gap in pensions worldwide, and a report on the police violence against pickets during last year's strike by women garment workers in India. The Health and Safety Newswire, we run in cooperation with Hazards magazine, carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the need for workplace mental health supports in the United Kingdom, the 25th anniversary of the West Ray mining disaster in Canada, and the efforts being made by global unions to reduce the workplace hazards encountered by Bangladeshi garment workers. Next week, look for coverage of the planned three-day coal miner strike in India and a national general strike on the 17th of May in Greece. Currently, Labor Start is running six online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.
This is that was Radio Labor, the World Labor Report, all over the world, wherever you go. Working people are standing up and demanding fair share of the wealth they create and better treatment at the hands of their employers who they are doing, for whom they are working and making them rich. Solidarity News on Radio Labor. I don't know, Radio Labor keeps trying to come back here, but let's listen to Labor Radio now. Labor Radio is the United States, action in the United States and North America. The Workers' Independent News Report. Workers' Independent News Week in Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. We are here today to say as loudly and clearly as we can that we will not allow the earned pension benefits of up to 10 million workers to be cut by as much as 60%. Ain't gonna happen. U.S. Senators Bernie Sanders and Tammy Baldwin are introducing the Keep Our Pension Promises Act to restore worker pensions cut by a 2014 law. That law, known as the MPRA Act, weakened ERISA defined benefit pension protections, allowing deep cuts in multi-employer pension plans. The pain that 2014 law causes retired workers was evident in the voice of retired Cleveland iron worker Dan Wargo, who after 40 years of hard, dangerous work, saw his monthly pension cut from $2,600 a month to $1,100, a 58% reduction. If you ever thought that I thought I would be here, I, I can't believe this has happened. Uh, many of us have health and physical problems related to this work. We were pr promised well-deserved pensions, which would, uh, when retired, we could live the last years of our lives in dignity. National Nurses United say the Republican House health insurance bill is cruel and unusual punishment for millions of Americans and a mortal threat to the health of our nation. It would kick 24 million people off of their health insurance. NNU spokesperson Charles Idelson. Well, I would call it a train wreck, except a train wreck is more humane than the monstrosity that got passed by the fanatics in the House. One thing that gets understated in the coverage is that it was essentially a cover for a massive hundreds of billions of dollar giveaway to the wealthiest people in the United States anywhere from 600 to 800 billion dollars in tax cuts jammed into that bill, something like 80% of which go to the top 1% in this country. The National Association of Letter Carriers annual Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive has given an astounding 1.4 billion pounds of food to local food pantries for the needy since it started 25 years ago. NALC's Pam Donato. We believe that this food drive is a great cause and we're just grateful to postal customers across the country who help us meet that need every year and we just want to say thank you. The National Labor Relations Board has filed a labor law violation complaint against Volkswagen's Chattanooga, Tennessee plant. The NLRB charges that VW has failed and refuses to recognize and bargain with United Auto Workers Local 42, a skilled trades unit that voted to join the UAW in 2015. VW increased health insurance premiums for the UAW Local 42 members and changed their work hours without prior notice or bargaining with the union. VW must answer the charge by May 24th. VW is a Appealing an earlier NLRB ruling that said it must follow U.S. labor law and bargain with UAW Local 42 in Chattanooga. Workers' independent news provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. 
Okay, that was uh, Workers Independent News. And um, as always, we devote this program. This program is dedicated to those workers who will die today worldwide and in the U.S. as a result of work-related conditions or, quote-unquote, on-the-job accidents. This is something from uh, Eduardo Galeano, the uh, Uruguayan writer. Today on World Day for Safety and Health at Work, it's worth noting that these days nothing is as insecure as a job. More and more workers awaken each day wondering, am I about to become excess baggage? Who's going to hire me? Many lose their jobs, and on the job, many lose their lives. Every 15 seconds, a worker dies, murdered by what they call workplace accidents. If you multiply that out, it's between five and 6,000 workers who die every day. I usually give out a figure of 3,500 worldwide and 150 in the U.S., but it's most likely higher than that. Galliano goes on, insecurity is the politician's preferred topic when they want to unleash the hysteria that wins elections. Danger, danger, they declare. On every corner, there's a thief, a rapist, a murderer. But those politicians never decry the dangers of working. After, after all, 5,500 workers a day die from work-related accidents or causes. Work-related causes or conditions. They never talk about the dangers of crossing the street since every 24 seconds a pedestrian is killed, murdered by what they call traffic accidents, are the dangers of eating, since whoever is safe from hunger may well be poisoned by the chemicals in their food, or the dangers of breathing, since in cities clean air is like silence, a luxury item, or the dangers of being born, since every three seconds a child dies before reaching the age of five. from a calendar of their days by Eduardo Galliano. Get some music here. Here's some working guys. Here's Bruce Springsteen. Pardon me, I'll get that on better for you. Pay me, pay me, 
down Pay me or go to jail Pay me my money down As soon as that boat clears the bar Pay me my money down Pay not me down Where the spar Pay me my money down Pay me, pay me Pay me my money down Pay me or go to jail Pay me my money down
story from across the street Got in my nose Yeah, yeah we carried our letters down the street With the Royal Iron Cape Rose I went home and listened to Jimmy Rogers In my lunch break Find at the shop on the corner and went straight back to work. Oh, Sam was up on top and I was on the bottom with the V. We went for lemonade and Paris buns at the shop and broke the tea. That's it. Inside out I was blowing saxophone on the weekend In a down joint Number 36. Tomorrow. I just burned a tanner and 
street deep in the window saw ya. Three working people songs there. We had Bruce Springsteen with a traditional Pay Me My Money Down. Um, 
sailor, sounds like a sailor song, but it originated on the docks in Georgia. Mostly uh, African-American workers um, pay me my money down. Wish I had the boss's money. Any, anyway, the, the rhymes go on. After that, there was Van Morrison with Washing Windows. A working man in my prime, cleaning windows. And uh, Rose Royce from the movie Car Wash, late 70s, working at the car wash. Everywhere you go, people work. It's about 11 now, coming up. Man, 11 has passed. So we're going to take a little break here. Here's uh, Lalo Guerrero with uh, Corrido de Cesar Chavez. And when we come back, we'll be looking at Cinco de Mayo and International Workers' Day. Got a whole lot of other things, too. Um, NLRB filing a complaint. Shameful period in our nation's history. The internment of Japanese Americans and uh, Japanese people just goes to show you that we think we have rights, but at any time the government can pass a law and take our rights away. Okay, so here's Lalo Guerrero, Corrido de César Sentado ricos, te paras de frente a frente. 
Mr. President You'd never take a walk with me Just don't give a care, no, he's 
Stevie Wonder there with, uh, he's Mr. Know-It-All. Mr. Trump acts like Mr. Know-It-All. Even when he doesn't know it all, he says that he does. Before that, we had uh, Pink with Mr. President. Alicia Beth Moore. Pink, born in uh, Pennsylvania in uh, 1979. Now has reached a very pinnacle, highly awarded singer. And her song was Mr. President, Come for a Walk With Me. How can you say no child is left behind? We are not dumb, we are not blind. And before that, Lalo Guerrero with his Corrido de Cesar Chavez, Ballad of Cesar Chavez, um, and his organizing efforts. We're looking at another half hour or so of uh, another half hour or so of uh, programming here. Want to get to the holidays and. Um, start with International Workers' Day. International Workers' Day is celebrated all over the world. I was recently in Greece, uh, actually on May 1st, and it was a de facto holiday. There were rallies by PESOC, the uh, center-left socialist uh, party, uh, late at night, as everything in Greece is done late at night. And a virtual holiday. Very few places were open. None of the uh, regular coffee houses where we would go or the restaurants. <coughs> Even the downtown stores were closed. Even our friend Yorgos, who had, has a computer store, uh, did not work that day out of respect for International Workers' Day. A day celebrated all over the world as Labor Day, but not in the United States. Now, why is that? Why is that? International Workers' Day, May 1st, stems from something that happened on May 4th in Chicago, where there was a series of demonstrations by European immigrants and uh, anarchists and uh, white American labor forces for an eight-hour day. On May the 4th, um, the series of strikes turned bloody, um, a strike that was that had been that had happened and was breaking up all of a sudden someone threw a bomb to this day it's not known who did but it's obvious that whoever gained by it were the police the police started firing into the mob into the see i'm using the word mob into the uh, the workers ranks workers were killed a policeman was killed and eight people were imprisoned, arrested under conspiracy charges. 
four of them were killed. There were international campaigns to get them released, to at least stay their executions or to remit them to jail. Uh, these demonstrations after 1888, the international labor movement adopted May 1st as its day of international protest and support for working people all over the world. The day was adopted, like I say, virtually all over the world. It became the Soviet Union, uh, International Workers' Day, the number of countries where it's celebrated is uh, manifold. Algeria, Egypt, Ethiopia, Ghana, Kenya, Libya, that's just in Africa. Uganda, Tunisia, Bolivia, Brazil, Canada. Canada, even though Labor Day is celebrated in September, it's marked by unions and leftists. In the United States, what happened was that in order to separate American workers from their brothers and sisters all over the world, efforts to switch Labor Day from September 1st to May have not really been successful, but that's the official Labor Day. In 2006, May 1st was chosen by mostly Latino immigrant groups in the United States as the day for a great American boycott, a general strike of undocumented immigration immigrant workers and supporters to protest H.R. 4437 immigration reform that they felt was draconian. This year, immigrants' rights groups held protests by the hundreds of thousands to protest the immigration policies of Donald Trump in cities throughout the United States. So, May Day, uh, originally a holiday a day of celebration, a day of remembrance of something that happened in Chicago in the United States. Mr. Trump has tried to change May, tried to change May 1st to Loyalty Day, which was something under uh, President Eisenhower to take the focus away from, from working people. Americanization Day. Um, so anyway, the United States government made sure that the official celebration of Labor Day came in September and not along with the rest of the world. People celebrated it anyway and find reasons to take May Day off. The other day we're looking at that I wanted to is another May holiday, Cinco de Mayo. And a lot of people who don't think much about it consider Cinco de Mayo the celebration of Mexican independence. 
which it most emphatically is not. Mexican Independence Day is September the 16th, celebrating uh, the declaration of a Mexican Republic by a Mexican priest, the town of, uh, I'm losing my Viva la Virgen de Guadalupe, said Viva Mexico. Death to the Gachupines, the Spanish. Miguel Hidalgo de Costilla. De Castillo. Better get that right. Castilla means a castle. Costilla is someone's rib, so I better get that right. Cinco de Mayo, on the other hand, is the celebration of a great victory by the uh, Mexican army, some 2,000 strong, against a French invading force. In 1862, uh, Napoleon III, Emperor of France, used indebtedness as an excuse to march on to land at Veracruz, seize the port of Veracruz, and march inland. The government under President Benito Juarez fled and a war began, a guerrilla war, uh, which wore on and on. Napoleon III installed Maximiliano I and his wife Carlota as the emperor and empress of Mexico. At any rate, on, on, as the French invaded, there was a battle at the town of Puebla and the French army, 6,000 strong, generally recognized as the greatest army in the world, attacked 2,000 Mexican soldiers who had the support of the local population, and uh, the Mexican forces won. A great victory, the Battle of Puebla, celebrated on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Remember, it's not Independence Day. It's come to represent resistance to outside authority in the community. It might be uh, an occupying force such as police, depending on the way they comport themselves, interfering in the community, taking over power from people. So that's Cinco de Mayo. Let's play some music here. We're reminded of a shameless anniversary in the United States of the internment of Japanese people, the imprisonment of Japanese people after Pearl Harbor, and the first part of World War II. There's uh, a rapper, Mike Shinoda, and a group called Kinji. My father came from Japan in 1905. He was 15 when he immigrated from Japan. He, he, he worked until he was able to buy this, to actually build a store. Let me tell you a story in the form of a dream. I don't know why I have to tell it, but I know what it means. Close your eyes, just picture the scene as I paint it for you. It was World War II when this man named Kenji woke up. Ken was not a soldier. He 
was just a man with a family who owned the store in LA That day, he crawled out of bed like he always did Bacon and eggs with wife and kids He lived on the second floor of a little store he ran He moved to LA from Japan, they called him immigrant In Japanese, he'd say he was called Issei That meant first generation in the United States When everybody was afraid of the Germans, afraid of the Japs But most of all, afraid of a homeland attack And that morning, when Ken went out on the doormat His world went black, cause right there Front page news, three weeks before 1942 Pearl Harbor's been bombed and the Japs are coming Pictures of soldiers dying and running Ken knew what it would lead to, just like he guessed The president said, the evil Japanese in a home country would be locked away They gave Ken a couple of days to get his whole life packed in two bags Just two bags, couldn't even pack his clothes Some folks didn't even have a suitcase to pack anything in So two trash bags is all he gave them And when the kids asked mom, where are we going? Nobody even knew what to say to them Ken didn't want to lie, he said the US is looking for spies So we have to live in a place called Mandanar Where a lot of Japanese people are Stop it, don't look at the gunmen You don't want to get the soldiers wondering If you're gonna run or not Cause if you run then you might get shot Other than that, try not to think about it Try not to worry about it being so crowded Cause someday we'll get out Someday, someday Soldiers surrounding them Every day, every night, look down at them From watchtowers up on the wall Ken couldn't really hate them at all They were just doing the job And he wasn't gonna make any problems He had a little garden Vegetables and fruits that he gave to the troops In a basket his wife made But in the back of his mind He wanted his family's life saved Prisoners of war in their own damn country What for? Time passed in the prison town He wondered if he'd live it down If and when they were free The only way out was joining the army And supposedly Some men went out for the army Signed on And ended up flying to Japan with a bomb That 15 kiloton blast Put an end to the war pretty fast Two cities were blown to bits The end of the war came quick And Ken got out Big hopes of a normal life With his kids and his wife But then they got back to their home And they saw made him feel so alone These people had trashed every room Smashed in the windows and bashed in the doors Written on the walls and the floor Jap's not welcome anymore And Kenji dropped both of his bags at his sides And just stood outside He looked at his wife without words to say She looked back at him wiping tears away And said someday we'll be okay Someday now the names have been changed, but the story's true My family was locked up back in 42 My family was there where it was dark and damp And they called it an internment camp When we first got back from camp, uh, it was pretty, pretty bad I, I remember my husband said, are we gonna stay till last? Then my husband died before they closed the camp Okay, that was uh, Mike Shinoda. The song is called Kenji, the experience of a Japanese-American man and his family uh, when they were all, they call it interned. Let's just say in prison. Those were prison camps. Those were prison camps. And again, don't want to forget about Mother. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. May the 14th. 
And I have, apropos of, of, of that song, that Kenji song, I have a story about my own mother, and I want to thank her. She's gone to uh, her end. She's, she died a few years ago. But she left me with a great lesson. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco in uh, the early 50s. In the 50s. And I went to a school called Yoloa, Uyua, in Spanish, out in uh, the Sunset District in San Francisco. I was in the third grade and we came to school. This would be 53, maybe. And on the first day of school, in those days, what happened was the kids would go outside and, and the teacher would stand by her door or his door and greet the parents. Maybe the parents would bring the kids in to meet their kids, their teacher. My teacher that year was a woman named Helen Sashi Ueda, and it so happened that she was the first Japanese-American teacher hired by the San Francisco School District just beginning her first year. And uh, the Sunset District was the area of the city that had the highest incidence of um, casualties in World War II in the Pacific War against the Empire of Japan. And of course, anti-Japanese feeling was rampant in that area among the the parents, the people, most a lot of whom were um, soldiers just coming back from World War II or who had been in World War II. And all those, uh, all those ideas, all those, all those ideas remained. Um, so this woman, there were all kinds of parents who, when they saw that their teacher was, their kid's teacher was going to be a Japanese American woman, got very upset and stood in a group in the hallway a few feet away from this young woman teacher talking about they didn't want their kids to be taught by a Jap and no onion onion head was going to teach their kid and they were kind of um, boycotting her and there she was standing there waiting to talk to parents as she'd been trained to do. So my mother arrived and holding me by the hand Normally, she'd go and talk to the teacher before school started. And she looked and saw the situation. Now, her husband had fought in the Pacific War in the Battle of Saipan. She had no reason to be any different from these women who were so angry about a Japanese-American woman teaching their kids. But she didn't miss a beat. She walked up to the teacher, holding me by the hand, and she said, Hello, my name is Christine Morgan. This is my son, Billy, which I hated, of course. That's all I was thinking about. And um, she said to me, Look what a pretty teacher you have. Now, that meant so much 
in my mind, a pretty teacher, that meant that she wasn't a Jap. She was a, a woman, a young woman. Uh, that I was not supposed to think of her in that way. Later on in the year, one of the kids called her an onion head. And that she was going to help out no matter what these other women thought. Well, as I remember, that kind of broke the ice. And some of the other women who were on the fence kind of started to filter in and, and talk with with this woman, Sashi, Helen Tassiueta. And uh, there were people who wanted their kids changed, their classes changed. And as I say, there were incidents later on in the year. And our teacher tearfully addressed this. She was crying, you know. Somebody had said something that made our teacher cry. So, of course, that humanized the whole situation took that whole racial aspect away. I do want to respect my mother for what she did. Thank you, Mom, wherever you are, for what you did, for teaching me that wonderful lesson, which I've never forgotten. And I tried to pass on to the uh, my own daughter and to the parents that I worked with, the parents and children that I worked with in school. So... Got to play one for uh, my wife, who's a mother four times over. This is the great Otis Spahn. You know these people walking around here talking about the woman on the left of them, all that kind of carrying on. I don't see why that woman has to leave her. Mine's ain't left me yet. But I don't know how soon. Cause I keep that woman on my mind just as fat and healthy as she can be. She will do. You know, because I raise hogs, chickens, and cows and everything. And she better not act like she's hungry. Now it's a cow dead. And if she want a choke, I go out there and catch one of them chokes. She have pork chops all the week. She will. And every time she get hungry, she get evil. You can't blame the girl, cause she's a country girl. Now my baby's a country girl And she just can't help herself Yes, my baby's a country girl And she just can't help herself And every time I tell I'm gonna leave her She's a daddy Till the tears 
Okay, uh, that'll about do it. That was Otis Spahn, Hungry Country Girl, dedicated to Sylvia R. Ramirez um, on Mother's Day. This is The Bee, and I'm hoping you have a good week and good work. Remember... If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember, please, if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Here's Carrie Miraggi, as we promised, the Internacional. Shout out to uh, Vita, who makes me proud to be her dad every day, to Yemen, to Sylvia, to Sony, to Malin over there in Qatar, Vita and her kids. off. Have a good week and good work. Remember, as Sophocles himself said, without labor, nothing can prosper. Bye-bye, everybody.
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics... People, you're tuned in to MutinyRadio.fm, and the show you're listening to is Flat Black Plastic. Enjoy. Enjoy. 